Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Oh, I have a cocktail ready to go. I have a cigar that I will enjoy for litation. Well, I'll enjoy part of it. I did receive special authority from the Oral Surgeon General of the Alpha Army to partake. Very limited in cigar litation maneuvers. I'm about uh, two and a half weeks or so out from some oral surgery. Those of you that are longtime lieutenants know that. So I have not been able to enjoy a cigar during that time, but I'm not shaking. I'm all fine. I'm still operating at 100%. In fact, I would say from the sound of my dulcet tones, I'm absolutely vocally operating at 100% maximum peak efficiency. And that is certainly up from last week. The good news is I am fired up. I am front and center. I am ready to enjoy Alpha Good Life Maneuvers. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center, Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha. And we welcome you to uh, follow us along. If you care to uh, join us via email, CigarDave at CigarDave.com, by all means, follow me at Twitter 24-7. Actually, I had a very funny tweet that I sent out earlier this week involving mustard and beaver. I will leave it at that. In fact, Private Eric is looking at me. As soon as he heard that, he went to start looking at uh, Twitter. So you'll have to check that and see exactly what I am talking. Look, alpha males cannot get enough beaver. Beaver mustard, that is, and you will see that on my tweet. So at Cigar Dave Show, if you want to follow us at Twitter, facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. We have an action-packed show for you today. Hour number two in our Cigar Masters segment, we'll be joined by Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EPC Cigars. He is joining us, or he will join us, from the factory in the Dominican Republic, República Dominicana, actually Tabacalera de Alianza, down near Santiago in the Dominican Republic. And we'll be talking about the EP Carrillo cabinet, that beautiful new cigar that he has released, as well as some of the other cigars uh, that they have launched over the last number of years. I think, if I'm not mistaken, EPC Cigar is now celebrating its fifth anniversary. Hard to believe. And uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, known as the godfather of premium, or I should say, boutique cigars. As for many years, he was the owner of El Credito Cigars, the maker of La Gloria Cubana, and a uh, just a host of other great brands that came out of that factory down in Miami and then the Dominican Republic. 
and then he sold that to General Cigar, Swedish Match, and then General Cigar a uh, number of years ago before getting back. So we'll be talking with Ernesto in our number two. Lieutenants, I have some very good news. As you know, I am one of the founding members of PETA. People least eating tasty animals, not the other PETA, all the wackadoodles. I'm talking about those of us alphas and hot dames that enjoy eating a fine quality piece of succulent animal meat. A new study by researchers at ETH Zurich proclaim that eating bacon may prolong your life. Michelle Obama has just had a stroke, lieutenants, after hearing this. Eating bacon may prolong your life. Why is that? I'm glad you asked. Bacon is full of niacin, which is also known as vitamin B3. It has been linked to longer lifespan. Researchers tested the theory by feeding a selection of roundworms a good dose of niacin, and their life lasted one-tenth longer. Anybody know how long a roundworm lives? I don't know. It could be, could be 30 days. could be 10 days. And if extended it by, by uh, a, a, a tenth, then I guess that means if they live 10 days, they lived 11 days. But I'm sure they enjoyed that additional day. And Private Eric is looking that up as we speak. They gave those roundworms a dose of niacin. Their life lasted one-tenth longer. You can also find niacin in paprika, sun-dried tomatoes, and peanuts. But let's face it. Doesn't bacon, crispy, fresh bacon, sound so much more appetizing than eating paprika or sun-dried tomatoes? Now, peanuts I like. But bacon, absolutely. You can never go wrong with any kind of meat product. The Masters is going on this week. Actually, let me bring my voice down like Jim Nance. Well, we're here at beautiful Augusta National. The serene settings of Amen Corner. Of the grass, the fresh aroma of spring this time of year in Augusta. And I'm doing the best that I can to get on my knees and kiss the ass of Hootie Johnson and all the other members of the board of directors here at Augusta National. Maybe someday they'll give me an honorary membership. I have no idea, but I know that come Sunday at Butler Cabin, I will be doing the largest suck-up job known to mankind. Well, the Masters, let me let me do my Hootie Johnson. Hootie Johnson is the former president of Augusta National, and he talked like this. You remember a number of years ago, there was a controversy where Martha Burke, a feminist, demanded more women members, and she wanted to become a member. And, of course, Hootie Johnson said, no damn way. We will invite whoever we want to. And just the name Hootie alone, he sounds just a little bit of a cracker. Well, at the Masters this week, if I don't stop, I'm going to talk like Hootie Johnson the entire show. In fact, Private Eric, can you go get me a pimento and cheese sandwich over at the seventh hole? I think there's still a $1.95, if I'm not mistaken. And I have to tell you, there you go. There's that master's music. There's that master's music. Now the problem is I'm going to want to talk like this all day. In fact, one time, keep this music going, Private Eric. I worked at WJYE uh, when I was in college in Buffalo. Joy, FM 96.1. All music, all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I actually filled in a couple of times. Uh, not very often. I was actually in sales and in promotions 
during college. I think it was between my uh, sophomore and junior year, my junior and senior year. And so they needed somebody just to fill in for just a short amount of time. And so I always wanted to get on the air, and lo and behold, and that was The Carpenters with We Had Joy, We Had Fun, We Had Seasons in the Sun. The time is 12.13, and it's 96 degrees at FM 96.1, and that's how I talk for three hours straight. Well, that's like the Masters. Well, the Masters going on this week. Started Thursday. Tiger, not a very good opening round, I might say. Well, one of the players who is playing at the Masters, Miguel Angel Jimenez. I believe he's from Spain, yes? I think he is. Yeah, Spain. Miguel Angel Jimenez. Well, Miguel Angel Jimenez, a very charismatic golfer. Lieutenants, he is one of us. He is an alpha, and he is a cigar connoisseur. He arrived at Augusta National Tuesday morning, and by 10.07 a.m., he had already lit and fired up his first cigar on the practice green. The cigar was lit, and Miguel Angel Jimenez began his very well-renowned stretching routine, which he employs prior to hitting any balls on the range and playing a round of golf. He is known as the mechanic. And at 51, he still has the flexibility of a much younger player. He bends, he dips, he twirls, gets all stretched out while continuing to smoke his cigar. And the stretching routine has become a crowd favorite, and he always acknowledges their oohs and ahs. Last year, an improbable run. He finished fourth place at the 2014 Masters, but I am looking at a picture of him with his ping visor, which looks as though there's some Ray-Ban glass sunglasses. He's got a ponytail. Eh, probably want to cut that. Eh, it's not alpha. You know, you got to be a little more clean cut. But he's got the... The cigar looks as though he's been doing a good job on puffing on that cigar, and there's some nice smoke coming out of his uh, coming out of his mouth. Looks as though he's really enjoying his pleasure stick. And it is great to see, thankfully, that at Augusta National and many other golf courses, you can still enjoy a cigar while you play. Make no mistake, the enemies of pleasure would absolutely like to take that away. But when you think about golf, you think about golf, you think about beer, you think about camaraderie, and you think about a cigar. And there's no better way to play a round of golf than enjoying a cigar. And a lot of times when I play golf, my game may be horrible. In fact, most of the time, it is horrendous because I just don't play enough like I used to. However, nothing brings me more enjoyment than being able to light a cigar or two during a round of golf. Being outside, telling lots of dirty jokes, telling many offensive jokes, And I will tell you that right now, lieutenants, I'm like Don Rickles. I offend everyone, everybody and everyone and all that play with me and all our buddies. They all know that everyone is fair game. We do it in jest. And I will tell you, if we had the thought police or the enemies of pleasure or the enemies of comedy, they would be absolutely abhorred at what we do. But we do it with everyone, no matter what your religion, what your nationality Where you're from, we go after everyone, and everyone takes it the way it is meant as good fun. So, lieutenants, if there are any people that are offended, too damn bad. And I will tell you a little bit later on in the show about some people offended at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Lieutenants, we will continue front and center. I am just getting fired up. 
Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Añejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle. Always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Our special guest on the Cigar Masters Hour will be Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EPC Cigar, the godfather of boutique cigars. He'll be joining us 
from Tabacalera de Alianza down in the Dominican Republic. And Ernesto makes an incredible lineup of cigars. Now, the March 2015 Officers Club selection is the E.P. Cario Cabinet. And in fact, I think we smoked that uh, two weeks ago. We did smoke that two weeks ago on the show during Litation. And because I'm having Ernesto on, I am going to smoke a very special cigar, a magnificent cigar, one of Ernesto's crown achievements called La Historia. And as Ernesto said, and he will tell you later on, so many significant events shape our lives. And it's always the beginning that we like to talk about the most. The history, how we started. I've talked about how this show started. Ernesto talks about his father, how he got into cigars. So we created a brand called La Historia, the history, called Perez Carillo La Historia. And there is just, not only is the cigar magnificent, the packaging, the band, the artwork is absolutely over the top. And we'll let Ernesto talk about that. He's got the Perez family crest, the Carillo family crest. There is a picture of his mother, of his daughter, Miami in the background, Cuba, magnificent. And I love the teal turquoise blue that is prominent throughout the packaging and the band. La Historia by E.P. Carillo, a medium to full flavored cigar. The wrapper is a San Andrean Maduro or a San Andrean Maron. Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. It is a rich, chewy, flavorful cigar. It coats the palate with just beautiful notes and beautiful tastes. And I was first privy to the creation of this brand when Ernesto gave me some cigars to try about two, three years ago. And he said, General, try these. I said, what are they? He said, just try them. And I gave him his feedback. He gave me some more. And then I saw the artwork. His son, Ernesto Perez Carrillo III, said, Dave, I've got something I want to show you. And when I saw it, I was floored. He goes, what do you think? I said, perfect. Don't change a thing. Of course, they did change a few things and made it even better. But I thought it was fantastic. So the La Historia by E.P. Carrillo, the cigar that I will enjoy for litation today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I know I have a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine somewhere. Here it is. And I always have redundancy, so fear not. I've got uh, secondary and tertiary backups as well. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. And by the way, if I couldn't find my self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine, if I could not find my cigar piercer or cigar bullet cutter, or if I could not find my cigar scissors, I have something that you can use as well. Your thumbnail. That's how we do it when we go to the factory. That's how the cigar masters do it. So in a pinch, you can always use your thumbnail. In fact, I think we're going to have to post a video on how to do that. You have to be delicate. You have to be careful. But being the five-star pro that I am, no sweat. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. All right, from the Cigar Dave Signature R&D Laboratories, I have my Cigar Dave prototype flamethrower one single flame i can adjust the amount of air to gas butane feels like a almost like the edge of a the, the handle of a pistol in my hand it is just big huge tank got a safety latch on it and you can just hear the gas the flame just flying out cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete no faults detected area clear of all enemies of pleasure approval to go throttle up in three Two, 
one. And I should mention that I have picked the E3, which is a Toro size, six and three quarter inches in length, 54 ring gauge. You're looking at about eight seventy-five to nine and a half dollars. I will cut the end of my La Historia, my EP Carillo. I will now gently toast the foot of the cigar. Ah, listen to that magnificent, beautiful, flying off. And again, special dispensation to just take enough, enough puffery of the cigar, enough puffation to just get the taste, but not too much, according to the oral surgeon general of the Alpha Army. Here we go. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Let me toast it just a little bit more here. Puff a little bit more. And as we do that... Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence mm. thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, mm. I have pulled out a very special libation. It is the Dalmore Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Cigar Malt Reserve. It is matured in American white oak and Oloroso sherry wood. It is finished or finessed in Cabernet Sauvignon Barriques, and it complements a great cigar. A lot of flavor in this. This was given to me by... Lieutenant Gary of the Western New York Theater of Operations and the very secretive Gary O'Brien's Pub in a classified clandestine location in the Western New York Theater of Operations. But beautiful taste on this. And again, it is it uses American White Oak X bourbon cast, so it gives it a very, very nice flavor. I'm going to pour a little bit. Open that up. Pour a little bit here. Very nice. Ah, beautiful. Almost has a pear-like aroma to it. Nice caramel. Mm. I say cheers. Oh, let me take a puff of my La Historia. I'll take two. Mm. Take another sip of my Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve. Mm. And I think this is about 60 bucks a bottle, something like that. A lot of flavor. Very rich. Ooh, on the Cigar Day Warm Factor, a 9.2. Perfect compliment to my La Historia. Lieutenants, when we come back, there is a lot of chicanery and a lot of political correctness going on in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the University of Michigan. Whoa, Nelly! We will address the enemies and what is going on. It is an outrage. The commie pinkos have invaded the college campus of the University of Michigan. This shall not stand. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Super Lejero from Rocky Patel. This robust and full-bodied cigar starts off with a blast of bold flavor. Accompanied by a slight woodiness, there's a lingering spice with nuances of cinnamon and white pepper. The finish is hearty with a sweet aftertaste. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's Premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the Premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. To life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. This is the University of Michigan fight song, and I can hear Keith Jackson from ABC saying, Whoa, Nelly, it is a chilly afternoon in Ann Arbor. Oh, my, the wind is blowing all the way to Ypsilanti, and we are ready here at the big house with Bo Schembechler and his boys. Ah, that's when college football was really college football. Well, lieutenants, it seems that the enemies of speech, the enemies of thoughts, the pleasure or political correctness pinkos have invaded the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. American Sniper. Ah, there we go. Let's let's hear that, uh, Private Eric. Hail to the victors. There we go. Let's now get into the meat of what we have to discuss here with the University of Michigan. Let's call this American Snipergate on the University of Michigan Ann Arbor campus. American Sniper, one of the great movies, not just of the year, but certainly you'd have to say in the last 10 years, maybe 20 years. An incredible look at what occurred in Iraq what our American men and women had to go through, the armed forces, a movie directed by Clint Eastwood, based on the autobiography of U.S. Navy SEAL and sharpshooter Chris Kyle, who had the most confirmed kills by a sniper in U.S. military history during his service in Iraq. Multiple tours. Now, I will assure you, Chris Kyle, I assure you, did not wake up every day and say, let's see how many Iraqis and Muslims and enemies I can kill today. I don't think any member of the armed force, in fact, most members of the army would tell you they'd rather have a boring day. They don't want to have to go in and face IEDs. They don't want to have to face hostile enemies that are hidden that uh, end up attacking them and their motorcades. Chris Kyle, I assure you, in no way, shape, or form awoke every morning saying, ah, another beautiful day, let's go kill more people. I assure you that's the last thing that he wanted to do. Well, American Sniper, a movie that certainly not only won tremendous accolades and awards, but a movie that I think captured 
what our armed forces and our troops had to go through in Iraq. It was no picnic. And so on the University of Michigan campus, as many universities and colleges do in their student unions and their student centers, they show movies. Well, one of the movies that was scheduled to be shown, American Sniper. However, the University of Michigan canceled American Sniper because, and I quote here, it made students feel unsafe. Now, were there thousands? I think University of Michigan, I mean, I, I can't, Private Eric, look at to see what the enrollment is at Michigan. I got to believe it's in the 40,000 plus range, being that it is uh, a very large school, private university, but it is a very, very large school, both undergraduate and graduate. Help. 43,000. That is a very large school. A group of students protested the decision to screen the film because it advanced negative and misleading stereotypes against Muslims. Now, an online petition was started by a Palestinian solidarity group called the Students Allied for Freedom and Equality and the Muslim Students Association. Now, how many students protested the decision, did an online Protests did an online uh, 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 campaign to get this movie stopped. 5,000, 3,000, 10,000. How about 300? 300 Muslim students in a group called Palestinian Solidarity Group. Now, their online petition, their online memo titled A Collective Letter from the Muslim or Middle Eastern and North African and Muslim Students on Campus, a group called MENA, or MENA accused the university of tolerating da- dangerous anti-Muslim and anti-MENA propaganda by showing the movie, which is the highest grossing film of last year, by the way. Quote, Chris Kyle was a racist who took a disturbing stance on murdering Iraqi civilians, according to this letter. He wasn't a racist. He was in a war zone. And as the great General George S. Patton said, the key is not to die for your country. The key is to make the other poor dumb bastard die for his. Chris Kyle was not a racist. He didn't get up in the morning saying, I'm going to go kill Muslims and Iraqis. His job was to protect the other troops who were engaged in door-to-door missions, in door-to-door combat, or in street combat, or trying to secure areas and perimeters. He had to deal, and all our troops had to deal with IEDs, with Muslim terrorists. Yes, they were Muslim terrorists. They were enemies hostile not only to Americans, but to other Iraqi Muslims. The letter goes on to say, Middle Eastern characters in the film are not lent an ounce of humanity, and watching this movie is provocative and unsafe to MENA and Muslim students who are too often reminded of how little the media and world values their lives. The University of Michigan should not participate in further perpetuating these negative and misleading stereotypes. Well, in the movie, they portrayed many Iraqis as friendly to the American troops, but those that were not, those were colla- that were collaborating as enemies, were exposed, were revealed in the movie. And frankly, I find it rather offensive 
to think that our armed forces, our men and women of the Army, of the Marines, of the Air Force, of the Navy, go in saying, great, let's have a great day and kill more people today. That's not what Americans are about. That's not what our armed forces are about. In many cases, we are the liberators because we have to go up against evil and the enemies so that the freedom-loving and honest, hardworking and innocent citizens of a country can be protected. We didn't go into Germany saying, hey, you know what? Let's just go there for the sake of killing Germans. No, we did it to stop the atrocities that were going on in Europe. We didn't go in and keep the European territories. In fact, we helped rebuild Germany, and we helped rebuild many of the countries that were damaged. That is what Americans do. And oh, by the way, are most of the world's terrorists Muslim? You better believe it. They are Muslim extremists, Muslim terrorists. We call it what it is. We're not politically correct here. We're not going to kowtow to care. The Council on uh, uh, Arab-Islamic Relations who perpetuates absolute nonsense, who has been accused by our own FBI of being friendly to terrorist groups. I don't remember their exact verbiage, but it was along those lines. An unindicted co-conspirator of 9-11. So we're not going to back off in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sick and tired of this administration and taxocrats and libs that refuse to call Muslim terrorists what they are, Muslim terrorists. And I've made this statement. Somebody pointed out to me earlier this week in an email that went around saying, the overwhelming majority of Muslims are not terrorists. I agree. There are, I think, 2 billion Muslims in the world. Let's just say there's a billion Muslims. Would you agree with me that 5%, maybe 10%, believe that what the terrorists are doing are right and correct. In fact, earlier this week, the Tsarnaev uh, brother was convicted, found guilty on all 30, whatever it was, 30-some-odd counts, and his mother came out and said, no, America is the enemy. My boys are innocent. They're loving boys. No, they're Muslim radical terrorists. So let's say... 10% of the Muslim population around the world sympathizes with ISIS and the terrorists. That's 100 million people. That's more than a couple of people. That's a hell of a lot of enemies that we have to deal with. So we are going to call them exactly what they are. Now, the Center for Campus Involvement at University of Michigan, the group that puts on the film, said, while our intent was to show a film, the impact of the content was harmful and made students feel unsafe and unwelcome at our program. We deeply regret causing harm to members of our community and appreciate the thoughtful feedback provided to us by students and staff alike. We have elected to pull the film from this week's program and screen another movie in its place that we believe better creates the fun, engaging atmosphere we seek without excluding valued members of our community. So what movie did they decide that they would play instead of American Sniper? How about a movie called Paddington Bear? a children's movie about a young bear from England in search of a new home. Do you think that college students and graduate students at the University of Michigan want to see a movie about a young bear? I mean, I remember seeing when I was a kid, there was a great cartoon called Pierre the Bear. I loved Pierre the Bear when I was 8 and 10. 
but not when I'm in college. Paddington Bear. Why don't they rename it Pussy Bear or Beta Bear? Because that's exactly what they want the students at the University of Michigan to watch, having to go through and Paddington Bear. What are you going to get? One person showing up, a wussified beta, and maybe a couple of chicks that want to watch a chick movie? Well, that is absolutely outrageous. So the University of Michigan kowtows to 300 people that signed this petition. 300 Muslims that, ooh, are offended because they say American Sniper perpetuates Muslims in a bad light, and we feel threatened. How many Muslims were attacked when the movie was at its peak in the theaters in this country? Can you name one? The answer is zero. Zero. Now, Muslim terrorists continue attacking in Europe and other parts of the world, ISIS. How many Americans, Christians, Protestants, Jews, name any religion, how many, after they watched that movie, went out and attacked a mosque or attacked Muslims? Oh, the answer would be zero for 500, Alex. Now, when we come back, the coach of the University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, said... We've got another thing coming when it comes to American Sniper. Bo Schembechler would be proud. Right now in his grave, I am sure, he is wearing the Michigan blue and gold, proud of his young disciple, now the head coach of University of Michigan Wolverines football. And when we come back, we'll tell you what he and the football team did, and we'll tell you what the university did and how they made an about face because they looked like a bunch of horses' asses. Lieutenants, we will continue this travesty around the corner. Catch the Cigar Dave show anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app available for Android and iOS. It is a real smoking app. Go to CigarDave.com for info. Wow, the new Super League hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-bodied smoker, you're gonna love this cigar, because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's gonna enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros, crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage-aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex, 
The Espada by Monte Cristo, a cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America's Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Well, I'll tell you another Alpha who's got Nads of Steel. That would be University of Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. Came out with a tweet on uh, earlier this week after the University of Michigan announced it was canceling the screening of American Sniper because some. Muslim students felt unsafe. 300 of them signed a bogus petition. He sends out a tweet saying, and I quote, Michigan football will watch American Sniper! Exclamation point. Proud of Chris Kyle and proud to be an American. And if that offends anybody, then so be it! Exclamation point. You know what? Bo Beckler right now has a tear in his eye. I'm telling you. Bo Schembechler and Alpha all the way. Big nads of steel. Same thing with Coach Jim Harbaugh. He is right. And they did watch it. And they did like watching the movie. And they were all proud to watch the movie. And what happened at the University of Michigan after... And by the way, nobody said boo after Coach Harbaugh said, we're watching it. And if they don't like it, too bad. Nobody said boo. However... The University of Michigan did a 180, an about-face, saying the movie will be shown, originally scheduled for last night, with the alternative Paddington movie screened at another location on campus. Now, I ask you, how many college undergrads and grad students do you think are going to go watch American Sniper, and how many do you think would go watch Paddington, a children's movie about a bear? The answer is zero. Nobody is going to watch Paddington. Well, maybe a couple of chicks and maybe these uh, these Muslims from this MENA group that were offended. The university said it was a mistake to cancel the showing of the movie American Sniper. The initial decision to cancel the movie was not consistent with the high value the University of Michigan places on freedom of expression and our respect for the right of students to make their own choices in such matters. We recognize, however that some students are uncomfortable with the content of the movie and appreciate that concern. So, the the university does an about-face. And I will tell you, I believe that Coach Jim Harbaugh, by coming out with that tweet, saying Michigan football will watch American Sniper, proud of Chris Kyle and proud to be an American, and if that offends anybody, then so be it. These are 300 people who said they feel threatened. How many of them were threatened by the other 30, what is it, 40,000 students at the University of Michigan. We know that's a just a, a, a pile of nonsense, a pile of poppycock. The fact is, we don't see Americans as much as we despise these Muslim terrorists. After there is a terror attack, you don't see retribution or attacks on mosques. And in fact, 
not in all mosques, but in some mosques, I'll guarantee you there are people that are cheering when the U.S. is attacked. And we know there are enemies within our borders. And they should be stopped and they should be deported. Because if you're not proud to be an American, then get the hell out of here. If you don't want to speak our language, you don't want to engage in our customs and our holidays and our traditions, then get the hell out of the great United States of America. I mean, it's sad that we have a president that uh, feels the same way. He feels, I think he's ashamed of our traditions. He's ashamed of our greatness. He's ashamed of our strength, strength that we have used for the world's betterment to promote peace and to liberate peoples that are oppressed. So while he's going to suck up to the Castros, the rest of America says we are proud to be American. We're proud of our traditions. And if you don't like it, leave. Don't change it because we're not going to change around you. And I'm getting sick and tired of people saying, well, I have the right to have a driver's license and be covered up. The only thing exposed are my eyes. No, you don't. We're not in Saudi Arabia. We're not in the United Arab Emirates. We're not in the 14th century. We are in the 21st century, and this is the United States of America, a Western country that is advanced in science, in personal freedom, in women's rights. And if you don't want to conform to our customs, then leave. It is really that simple, lieutenants. Let me tell you about a uh, very important bit of legislation that is now making its way through the Minnesota House of Representatives and Senate. Whatever I say, Minnesota. I say I can't even say Minnesota. You know, like most people, Minnesota. No, I have to say the way they say it. Minnesota. Oh, you betcha. And by the way, the people in Minnesota are very warm, hospitable people. Been in Minneapolis. I spent a week in Duluth in the middle of winter nine, ten years ago. And the people could not have been nicer, friendlier, or more accommodating. It's just when they talk, they talk like they're from Minnesota. So therefore, I have to talk like I'm from Minnesota. You betcha. All right. A bipartisan group of representatives and senators are working on cutting the excise state excise tax on premium cigars. A group of cigar retailers, along with the Cigar Association of America and the IPCPR and the Cigar Rights of America, are involved, along with cigar manufacturers, importers, and retailers, in trying to roll back a large portion of the cigar excise tax that the legislature approved and Governor Mark Dayton signed back in 2013. And at the time, it increased the cigar tax to 95%. It increased the tax to 95% of the wholesale cost of a cigar with a $3.50 cap. So a $10 cigar became $13.50. Now, when you have bordering states such as Wisconsin that have lower cigar taxes, a 50-cent cap, and there are mail order and internet options, this onerous, excessive 95% tax has affected local retailers' business. And when you have the opportunity, who wants to pay? What other business has to pay a 95% excise tax? Can you imagine if you had to go buy a car and they said, oh, by the way, we're going to have a 95% tax, wholesale tax, on the cost of that cigar or, or that car. So, for example, that car that's $25,000, oh, by the way, there is it's $20,000 wholesale. Well, we're going to put 95, 000, uh, a 95% tax on that. Now, the good news is they are proposing to keep the tax rate. However, 
at a cap of 50 cents per cigar. The enemies of pleasure are fighting them, coming up with this nonsense saying that they're going to lose a million dollars a year in revenue because of the cut. No, they're actually going to increase the tax revenue because more people will buy their cigars in Minnesota and not neighboring states and not on the Internet. However, the enemies of pleasure are too dumb and too thick to get that through their heads. The good news is it is bipartisan. There are Republicans and Democrats supporting that. So those of you that live in Minnesota, call your member of the House, call your state senator, and you tell them that you want them to vote in favor of reducing the cigar tax and putting a cap of 50 cents. Lieutenants, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. It's coming up next. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, E.P. Carrillo Cigar. Our cigar master will be joining us. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I'm thoroughly enjoying my La Historia by E.P. Carrillo. And we have a magnificent hour planned for you, lieutenants, because the man behind this cigar, the man behind the March 2015 Officers Club selection, the E.P. Carrillo Cabinet, the man behind the E.P. Carrillo Cardinal and Cardinal Maduro, and the core line, and the East Stunner, and the Inch, and the Short Runs, the New Wave Reserve, the New Wave Connecticut. And I think that pretty much covers it, although knowing Ernesto, he's always got something up his sleeve. We'll be joined in just a few seconds by Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the man behind EPC Cigar, the godfather of boutique cigars. I'm enjoying my cigar. I hope you have your cigar lit. You have a libation. Because we have a superb hour with one of the greats in the world of cigars joining us momentarily. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, lieutenants. And wherever you may be, we hope that you are enjoying this Saturday or whatever day that you may be listening to this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. It is my pleasure to welcome the godfather of boutique cigars, a man that I have called a friend for 20 years. Hard to believe when I first saw him down at El Credito, down on Cayocho in Little Havana. And uh, he has, for 20 years, continued to to create great cigars and to innovate. And it is my pleasure to welcome Ernesto Perez Carrillo, front and center to the Cigar Dave Show, joining us from Tabacalera de Alianza in Santiago, República Dominicana. Ernesto, great to have you on, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Dave. You know, it's always a pleasure to be on your show. I mean, you're really a... Uh... I mean, you're one of those guys that don't give up on this industry. And, uh, you know, not only myself, but everybody that's in the industry, 
really uh, appreciates this because we need a lot of people like you, buddy. Well, we're under siege by the enemies of pleasure. Ernesto, isn't it amazing when when you started, and we'll, we'll go into the history, especially since I'm enjoying the La Historia, which really was created to commemorate the history of you and your dad and family in the world of cigars, but think about this. When, when your dad came here and, and started El Credito and you got involved, there were no enemies of pleasure. We didn't have excessive taxation. We didn't have to deal with the FDA and fight the enemies of pleasure. You made cigars, people enjoyed them, and everybody was happy. That is correct. You know, when my father came to, uh, actually, we came in uh, 1959, and it wasn't until 1968 that, you know, he finally, I mean, saw the writing on the wall that he wasn't going to go back to Cuba. So he started, you know, what he really enjoyed doing, which was making cigars. And, uh, you know, which is at that time, one cigar maker and himself. And uh, there were different times, uh, Cigar Day. But, you know, in spite of everything, today we have a, a very, uh, very strong industry that brings a lot of pleasure and enjoyments to, uh, to a lot of great people that enjoy smoking cigars. Ernesto, let's talk about the beginning. We talked about your dad. You left Cuba back in 1959, and uh, I think you know my feelings on Fidel Castro. I can relate to families having to leave their homeland. My mother had to leave Egypt when, when uh, President Nasser came to power in Egypt in the late 50s as well. So I know firsthand what it's like when you have to pick up and leave your family, you have to leave your possessions, your business, your entire life to start fresh in a brand new country. So tell us about leaving Cuba. Tell us about what it was like when you first came to the country, both you as well as your family. Well, actually, you know, my father, he left, uh, he had to leave Cuba because, uh, you know, he was a senator and, and the government before. And uh, basically they make his life impossible. So he had to leave uh, which was something that really uh, he didn't want to do, but needless to say, because of the situation, he had to. So he left. My mother left about uh, two months later, and I came. As a matter of fact, I was speaking to my mother yesterday. She's 94, and she says, uh, you know, Ernesto, you came on March 8th, 1951. I said, man, how do you remember that? And she says, you know, that's a day we never forget because we left so much. You know, we left our family behind. We left, you know, our home, everything we had, and we came to this great country, the United States. And uh, there's a picture of me somewhere around where you see me uh, getting off the plane, dressed in my uh, Frank Sinatra suit with the hat and everything. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's something that's always, you know, very close to, uh, you know, to all of us. Because needless to say, it's, it's very hard to leave the, the country that you were born in. But, um, you know, we came to the States. And uh, during that time, my father, he tried to do all kinds of, uh, of odd jobs. You know, I remember he worked in a restaurant. He worked uh, in a bar till he finally was able to buy the bar. And, uh, you know, that failed. So, I mean, for the next nine years, basically, he tried to do everything that he could to, you know, uh, support the family. And uh, finally, in 1968, he got this opportunity to buy the uh, La Roma Cigar Factory which is, was, is on, uh, was on 8th Street, you know, Little Havana, 11th Avenue. And um, he bought the factory from a name, uh, the gentleman's name was Nick uh, Germano, I think his name was. And, uh, you know, he started there, like I said before, with one cigar maker. And little by little, he started, you know, adding people. 
And to me, you know, it was something that uh, at that time I was more into the music stuff. But uh, now that I, re you know, now that I think back, you know, I saw a lot of the great masters of uh, the Cuban cigar factories, which, uh, you know, worked in all the great factories in Cuba. They used to work there with him. So, I mean, it, it was an enlightening experience to see these people that were in the 60s or 70s, you know, uh, 60, 70 years old making cigars by hand. I mean, you know, not by molds, but by hand. And they were, you know, I mean, they were, uh, you know, pieces of art, of, you know, of art, uh, each of those cigars. So, you know, like I said before, you know, it was it wasn't easy for him. But, you know, he was a man, him and my mother that had a lot of vision and, uh, you know, that just kept at it, kept at it. Till, unfortunately, back in, you know, 1976, he came down with ALS. And uh, so that's when I really started getting in with him and, and the business. And um, one interesting thing that, you know, I always tell this story because it's, uh, you know, it's very close to my heart. Uh, he got an opportunity to sell the business to uh, a Royal Jamaican Cigar Company. I don't know if you remember uh, that company, uh, Dave. Sure, absolutely. Royal Jamaica, when we started the show 20 years ago, it was owned by Lane Limited. They made Royal Jamaica. They had Onyx at the time. In fact, they right. had a cigar out of Nicaragua as well that uh, was one of the first Nicaraguan puros. Right. Well, this was, yeah, this was before that. This was right. back in 66. And uh, I remember that, uh, you know, he got this offer, and uh, he asked me to come along with him to meet with these people because, you know, his uh, English wasn't that good. So when we uh, sat there, we, you know, we started talking. Um, they offered him, they offered to buy the, his factory, you know, the, the brands for $125,000. And, you know, at that time, $125,000 was uh, a lot of money. And, uh, you know, something at that, at that moment, something hit me. I said, wait a minute, you're going to let this, you know, this, this, factory this you know this business that your father and your mother worked so hard for uh basically go into somebody else's hand because you know you're thinking about the music you want to be a musician and at the end of the day is that really what you want to do or do you want to make cigars so at that moment i said to my father father you know i want to talk to you in private we stepped out and i remember that like if it was today and i said you know i don't want you to sell the factory and he says uh well you know son I'm sick, you know I'm sick. I don't know how long I'm going to be around. And basically, this is the only thing that I can really leave for for you, uh, you know, for for you and your family and your mom. But if you don't want me to sell the factory, I won't sell it under one condition. I said, okay. He said, you know, you got to come in and start working full time because at that time, you know, I was working at night. I'd help him out of the day, but I mean, I wasn't really there like he wanted me to be. And needless to say, I couldn't be because I was making $250 a week uh, playing drums and I was supporting a family. <laughs> Ernie, I want you to hold it right there. When your father says, I won't sell the factory under one condition, you come in and work full time. Our special guest, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the godfather of Boutique Cigars, longtime friend of EP. Uh, Carillo Cigars, joining us from his factory, Tabacalera de Alianza, down in the Dominican Republic. We'll continue our Cigar Masters conversation with Ernie right around the corner. 
listen to Cigar Dave anytime, anywhere, with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Beta males run on tofu. Alpha males run on meat. Steak, cigars, and Cigar Dave. The trifecta of pleasure. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Pleasure, command, and control. It's the General Cigar Dave. Welcome back. Our special Cigar Masters guest, Ernesto Perez Carrillo of E.P. Carrillo Cigar, the godfather of boutique cigars. Ernesto, you left off that your father had an offer to sell the factory 
to Royal Jamaica Cigars. And I think you said that was around, what, in the in the early to mid-1970s? That was about 19, I would say 1976, 77. 76, 77. And your father, you said... You, 78. Okay, yeah. and you said you, you said to your father at the time after the meeting when you pulled him aside, you didn't want him to sell the factory, and he said to you under one condition, you come in and work yeah. full time. And at the time, Ernie, you were a professional musician. That is correct. That is correct. I, you know, I had just come back from New York because I needed to say, you know, that was my my dream at that time to be a, a famous jazz drummer, and uh, you know, I, I realized uh, that uh, you know that wasn't my calling. And that became that. That was a fact because I, I did an audition with the great Stan Getz, and um, you know, when I when I was audition with him, you know, he finally he, he basically said, "Look, man, you know, you don't have to shop, so you know, do something else." <laughs> <laughs> that was a disappointment, you know. But I said, "Well, you know, it's it happened for a reason." Right. And this was when you know this offer for the uh, for the factory came up, and basically said, "You know, I want you to." to uh, uh, you know, to dedicate yourself to uh, being in the factory because you know at that time he really couldn't be there as 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 much as he would like because the this disease was starting to um, you know get very uh, advanced with him and uh, so I said you know that's fine we'll do that but I never forget one thing that he told me he says and I promise you one thing if you dedicate the same amount of time and passion that you do for your drums. The day will come when you'll make a very nice living from this factory. And he gave me a number, which, you know, I, I'm going to say because it's, you know, he, he hit it. He said, he said, the day will come when you'll sell 500000 to a million dollars in this factory. Now, at that time, you got to figure we were doing about maybe seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. So, I mean, when he, right. said that number, when he said that number, I said, well, you know, we may be exaggerating a little bit. But, you know, man, he had a vision that was incredible. And uh, needless to say, during that time, you know, with the boom and everything, I mean, we we did those numbers and a lot more. But, Ernie, before the boom, you had some tough times. It was not an easy business. And I'm sure there were many times when you doubted whether or not you probably should have stayed a professional musician because you told me many times it was not easy. It was not easy. I mean... There was a lot of, uh, I mean, there was no money really to be made. I mean, at those times, we used to sell, give you an idea, we used to sell the Soberanos, which is a 8 by 52 for $1.25. So there was no real uh, money to uh, be made there. Uh, and it was always seen as something that, you know, it was a traditional thing that, were, that you know, people did because they did that all their lives, which wasn't. In my case, because, you know, like I said before, I was a musician, and although I used to work with my father, you know, it was basically on a part-time uh, type of thing. So it uh, it was tough. And I remember that uh, one time uh, sitting with the, uh, the guy that used to do the accounting with me, and he says, Ernesto, you know, you uh, basically, you know, you, you, you're losing $20,000 here, which was a lot of money for me. You sure. Know? You have all these debts with all these people, you know, how are you going to pay, you know, all this if you keep doing what you're doing? And, you know, they, it, it hit me right there. And I said, you know, one thing that I can't uh, that I can't do is, is, you know, I made this commitment to not only to my father and to my mother, but to myself and to, or to, and to myself. And uh, whatever happens, happens. But I'm going to continue 
And, you know, Dave, all of a sudden, you know, things started to take a little change here and there. And, you know, you started seeing things get a little bit better. And it was incredible. You know, when you when you uh, as a person say, I'm going to commit to this to the end, how things start to change. And it happened for me. You know, that's why I'm saying this. And, and uh, yeah, I, I was going to say El Credito, known for the La Gloria Cubana, Cuban brand, which you made for many years. And you had a small place on, on, on uh, Cayocho. And what's interesting, Ernie, is that many of the families and many of the companies that you dealt with back in the 70s, you still still deal with today. For example, I'm thinking of uh, John uh, and Angel Oliva of Oliva Tobacco. Uh, many of the band companies that made the bands and, and uh, packaging for the boxes. You still deal with them today, which is really incredible, the relationships and how long they've lasted. Dave, I, if I can tell you stories about, you know, when, when uh, my father passed away, uh, needless to say, you know, he had debts because, you know, he would buy tobacco and, and it would be on credit and that type of thing. But I had, uh, you know, I had debts that for me at that time were, were, were substantial. And I'd go and talk to these people. And basically what they said to me is, uh, you know, Ernesto, don't worry about the debt. Whatever you need from us. And I'm talking about John Oliva. I'm talking about Andres Lopez. I'm talking about uh, Mr. Portilla. Whatever, mm -hmm. you, whatever you need, you know, don't worry about the money. If you pay us, fine. If you never pay us, that's fine. And, you know, speaking of Oliva, I mean, Cucho Oliva was like basically a, like my godfather. You right. Know? He was the one that uh, that basically got me, uh, you know, all the Sumatra rapper that I needed. And I remember that <laughs> there were times when, uh, I mean, there were times where, you know, he sent me three bales and I had to go up to Tampa to pick up the three bales to uh, bring them back because I couldn't afford to, uh, you know, to send them by, uh, right. by truck. Or I needed them right away or whatever. I mean, you know, a lot of these people, I don't think I'd be here today if it wasn't for a lot of these people that really trusted me, that had that, uh, you know, friendship with my father and that uh, believed in, in, in the fact that I was, you know, working hard and that I was committed to this uh, making El Credito a, a, a cigar company. And when you think about it, Ernie, I remember stopping in to see you uh, early on, and I, I would come in even before uh, we started the show and before I, I got to be friendly with you, and you'd walk in there, and there'd be a counter, and they'd give you, you'd say, what do you have? And they'd take out this this box that had a clear plastic uh, cover <laughs> on top of it, and the cigars looked as though they'd been very aged underneath that, that, that plexiglass, and you'd say, okay, give me a bundle of huevos. No wavels. Okay, give me a bundle of double. No double. I said, "What do you have?" And then they would do that. And Ernie, I remember a lot of times going to see you, and you'd say, "Here, I'm going to get you some cigars." And you're like, "Oh, I don't have this. I don't have this." The good news, though, is with your new factory in the Dominican Republic, you certainly can meet a lot of that demand. So when we come back, Ernie, we'll talk about some of those great brands, how you sold, you were out of the cigar business for a little bit, and then you came back in, Ernesto Perez Carrillo. The godfather of boutique cigars, our special cigar master guest. He's joining us from the Tabacalada de Alianza factory down in the Dominican Republic. And I'll tell you, lieutenants, I could go three, four hours talking to Ernesto. And I know that you find him as fascinating as do I. And I've had the pleasure of knowing him for 20 years. And it's my pleasure to introduce many of you that may not know Ernesto, but are familiar with his cigars. We will continue right here, front and center, on The Cigar Dave Show.
The April selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Super Lajero from Rocky Patel. It uses a hybrid seed from Costa Rica, which was created with the Placencia family after years of planning and research. It has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras, which gives it a great character. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper. The Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit RoyalGoldCigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. as a wussified beta male, departing as a certified alpha male. Cigar Dave, mission accomplished. Our special cigar master's guest, Ernesto Perez Carillo, E.P. Carillo Cigar, the godfather of boutique cigars. By the way, Ernesto, hope you enjoy this flamenco music that we've selected in your honor today. Oh, thank you. I love, I love flamenco music. I love Spain, so I mean, it's very close to my heart. Absolutely. Now, Ernesto, we talked about El Credo Cigars, Cayocho, Southwest 8th Street in Miami. You made the La Gloria Cubana. I'll tell you, one of my favorite cigars that you blended, the El Rico Habano Maduro, still a magnificent cigar all these years later. But you achieved a, uh, a large modicum of success, and your brand really flew and excelled, and you were approached by Swedish Match, uh, I want to say in around 2008, 2009, and you sold the company to Swedish Match. Oh, no. Yeah, that was back in 1999. 99, was it 99 already? Jeez, I can't believe it. Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, it, it was 99, and uh, I mean, time flies. And you know what happened basically there, um, <clears throat> I never meant to sell. You know, I, I always wanted to, uh, you know, because needless to say, we were doing great uh, during the, the boom years. And then in 1998, I started getting, you know, people calling me, you know, making me offers to sell the company. Now, I didn't want to sell the company, but at the same time, I realized that, you know, my kids were in school. Uh, I wanted them to get an education. You know, Lisette had just uh, basically graduated and was doing uh, law work, and Ernie was going to a school. 
So, I mean, it was a hard decision for me to make, but long term, I think it was the right decision because I knew that if I wanted to, uh, you know, keep the brands going, the company going, I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. You know, it was just me and my wife basically at that time. And uh, so, I mean, when the offers started coming in, finally I said, you know, maybe it's time to uh, listen to these people and, 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 and sell the business and see what happens. So Swedish Match in, uh, 19, in 1999, you know, they came to me and, and, and really, I mean, those people, they don't waste time. Within three or four months, you know, we made the deal and we sold the company to them. And, uh, you know, we worked with Swedish Match for about a year. In 2000, we were integrated with General Cigar after they bought General Cigar. And basically, I was with General Cigar for about eight years. So I decided to uh, leave and, and start my own company. Now, when I started, when I decided to leave, uh, my idea of the company that I wanted to do was basically to have make a company that would make private labels for, you know, for for different uh, people. But then my kids got involved and they say, well, you know, Dad, I think if we, you know, we'd like to work with you for whatever reason, I don't know. I still to this day can't understand it. But anyway, <laughs> they said to me, you know, we want to work with you. And I say, you know, this is not what you kids are used to. You know, I mean, you, Ernie was working at that time with uh, KKR. Uh, Lisa was working. Uh, well, she was here in Miami. She had her own, uh, you know, law firm right. with her husband. And, uh, you know, they said, you know, we, we, we want to take a chance. We want to do this. You know, we want to do this with you. And that's how we started in 2009. So that's where the EP Carrillo brand came into effect. And, um, you know, I opened this, this factory down here in, in Dominican Republic because, you know, very close. I mean, I worked for so many years here in Dominican Republic. I love the people here. And I love working here because of, you know, just the the, uh, the atmosphere here, you know, the camaraderie between all the manufacturers and the tobacco and everything. So I decided to open up here in 2009 and, uh, you know, a family business. And um, we came to the first IC uh, RTDA show at that at that year. Right. Our Encore, uh, uh, which was our first cigar. And, uh, you know, that's how the whole thing started. And, uh, and, and know, Ernesto, I, I tell you, I remember coming to see you early on because you maintained, you kept the the uh, headquarters office even when you sold to uh, Swedish Match. And so yeah. I remember coming down to see you and you gave me some cigars. You said, here, try this, try this, try this. I'm like, what are they, Ernie? And you're like, just try them. I, I just, I'm not going to tell you what they are. Just tell me what you think. And we smoked a whole bunch of them there. And then you, a few months later, I saw it and you gave me some more. And you said, I refined the blend. What do you think now? And uh, that's part of the fun of the process and I think, Ernie, let's face it, you know, when you left General Cigar, you missed it because it's in your blood. And you yeah. could have done a lot. You could have just sit and smoked cigars and sipped on margaritas all day. But you you did. You, you just would not have been happy doing that. You're happiest commuting back and forth to the factory, making cigars, overseeing everything. And that's really, I think, a testament because we all love the industry so much. It is, you know, and, and I love, let me tell you, I love tobacco so much, you know, especially now, uh, uh, Dave, you know, years ago, the tobaccos that were being grown, the, uh, it was a lot different than, than, than it is to now. I think right now, the tobaccos that are being grown are so superior to things that were grown, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Not so much because of the quality. I mean, at those years, there were a lot of great tobaccos, but because, you know, the new seeds that are coming into play, uh, I mean, there's more 
variety of tobaccos to work with. And this is what makes it so exciting. You know, how do how does one tobacco from uh, Nicaragua blend with a tobacco from Dominican or from, uh, you know, the different zones and the different seeds? I mean, it's an endless thing that if, you know, that, that's probably I could do that all day. And and I would I would love doing that, you know, because that's what really what I love to do. And Ernesto, you were one of the first people really to use the Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper from Oliva Tobacco. Well, yeah, we thought, well, actually, my, my father started using that wrapper um, basically from the first, you know, time that uh, he started making cigars because the Olivo were one of the first ones to grow that Sumatra wrapper in, in Ecuador. And uh, so he was using that before. Uh, and Frank Janessa was using some of that wrapper before also. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is that, um, you know, for me, that's one of the best wrappers grown in, in uh, Ecuador or anywhere. Now, it's not the prettiest wrapper at times, but that particular, you know, taste and, and uh, complexity and, and uh, I guess you could say peppery taste that it has is very unique to that particular tobacco, which I don't, you know, see in other tobaccos that, that, that we use. So we've been using that tobacco, you know, basically everything my father started back in 1968. And I kept using that tobacco you know, uh, doing the uh, Ricobano, the Gloria Cubana, you know, all the brands that we made in Miami, we use that tobacco and we still use it. And, uh, you know, and some of our uh, some of our blends that, w- that we make. You know, Ernesto, you, you just mentioned Frank Yaneza and uh, I have to bring up. We talked about great people in the industry. Frank Yaneza, who you knew for a long time, his daughter, Carol, uh, and, right. and 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 two men you work for, Edgar Coleman Sr. and Edgar Coleman Jr., who I think those three men, uh, along with Theo Folds, who retired as the CEO of Altadas uh, USA and Consolidated Cigar, talk about giants in the industry, people that were so well-respected, that had such a great passion for cigars. Uh, and, and you know, I just think that something, and I, I know you, you feel the same way, you have that same passion. I think in many circles today with more bigger companies coming in and, and buying cigar companies and the conglomerations and the the uh, acquisitions and the mergers, we miss those those people that had passion like Frank Ineza and Theo Foles and Edgar Coleman Sr. and Jr. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys were, you know, they they were, basically, like you said, their passion was, you know, and they transmitted that passion to, uh, to everybody that was around them. I mean, you have Rolando Reyes, you know. Oh, one great one. One of the great masters of all time, uh, Carlos Fuente. I mean, you know, that guy, he's, he's been such a support, you know, not only him, but Carlitos, you know, for, for me for so many years. You know, Rolando Rey was, you know, he was such a great uh, mentor to me. Uh, and even the guys that were, that were in Miami, you know, the, the little chinchales that were in Miami. Um, I mean, you know, I learned a lot from those guys. I mean, I remember... There was a guy named Turiano who had a uh, cigar factory down there. You know, we sell the Fumas, the uh, Casadores. Right. And uh, he used to use, listen to this, he used to use the uh, Connecticut Havana wrapper. And uh, he would never tell anybody where he got that tobacco from. Now, one day I'm visiting him down there and I see this little label and I see Massachusetts and I see something, Mark, Mark, Mark Soski or something like that. I say, wait a minute. This has got to be where the tobacco is coming from. Right. So, so I contacted the guy and I started using some of that Habano tobacco, which was, you know, excellent tobacco. 
And uh, I mean, so I mean, there, there's so much history that uh, that, and so many giants in this industry that uh, you know are you know some are with us, but some are no longer with us. And those were the guys that you know constantly gave me inspiration that I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be as good as they were in blending tobaccos and making cigars and understanding tobacco, you know, and understanding this 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 industry. And uh, I mean, the Fuentes man, you know, for so many years they supported me. And I mean, the things Carlito would do for me were incredible. You know, as far as picking me at the airport, you know, uh, keeping me at his house where I came and, and bought five bales of tobacco. Uh, there was, you know, Julio Fajardo, one of the, I mean, this guy was a genius in this industry. He could not only make cigars, but he was such a, 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 a how do you say, uh, a factory man that, I mean, there's, I, th I don't think I've ever met anybody like that guy, man. He rests in peace, you know. And I'll tell you, Ernie, what's amazing is everybody competes. You're all competitive, but yet everybody goes to dinner. Everybody's friendly. God forbid if there was something that happened at their factory where they needed chavetas or they needed tobacco, you'd be the first to line up and vice versa to say, hey, we're here to help you out. We'll get through uh, get through this uh, together. And that's what's very unique about this business, Ernie. You don't see that in every industry. No, you don't. You don't. And, and this is why... You know, this is why this this business is so unique, because although we're competitors, we also help each other. You know, I have Gilberto uh, Oliva here with me. You know, he came down. I said, you know, I want to get some tobacco. You know, I spent, you know, I spent a couple of days with him, you know, looking at tobaccos, you know, from uh, Dominican tobacco, uh, wrappers or whatever. And the same, you know, when I go to Nicaragua, you know, he'll host me for like the, uh, the day I'm there. You know, we'll look at tobacco. I buy tobaccos from him, from other people down there in Nicaragua. So I mean, you know, there's there's a a, uh, a how do you say there's there's a there's a, a camaraderie, a bonding. Exactly, exactly. Now, that's a, as far as blends, you know, we don't talk about that. Well, too sure, much. of course, but but nonetheless, everybody still gets along. And listen, we're fighting one enemy now, and that is the government and the FDA and the enemies of pleasure. Is Gilberto there right now, Ernesto? He is right here. Yes. Oh, you tell, want to say hello yeah. Yeah. Come on, tell him to say hello. I know Gilberto very well. And and his brother, the uh, the speaker elect of the state of Florida House of Representatives, Gilberto. How are you? Hold on one second, Gilberto. Got to bring yeah. him over. You see, lieutenants, you never know who, when you're talking to someone in the cigar industry. You never know who's going to be there. Uh, and, and here we've got two of the greats in the world of cigars: Gilberto Oliva of Oliva Cigar. They make the uh, great O'Leary uh, Oliva Siri uh, Siri V. And some of the uh, other great brands. I'll tell you, I remember when they made bundles. Phenomenal uh, Florida Oliva cigars. Ernesto Perez Carrillo. So, Gilberto, are you there? Hi, Cigar Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know what? I've got to come see you in Nicaragua. I've got to go see Ernie down in the Dominican Republic. But I was just saying, you never know who you're going to run into in the world of cigars. Uh, and so it's, it's just a real treat to have you on as well. How's everything down in Nicaragua? Everything is great. Thank the Lord. Thank the good Lord for that. Uh, you know, the Ernie and I are like family. This is not just uh, the industry. We're, you know, he, I like, I love him like a brother. Hey, hey, Gilberto, do you remember when I first saw you and you had the Havana Sunrise booth? You had it at the Cigar Retailers Convention. You bought it out of bankruptcy from Havana Sunrise. You guys just had little bundles. I remember coming over to see and saying, I love your bundles. They're great cigars. And that, geez, that's got to be about 16 years ago, something like that. Something like that, yes. I tell you, the time flies, but I know you're doing well. And I'm and listen, your Milanio has had great, uh, great reviews. All of your cigars, great reviews. So I'm sure you and Ernie are having a good time down there. And I got to see you when I'm Nicaragua next time. 
You're more than welcome. Thank you very much for your support and thank all your followers and all, all our friends. I thank will do that. Much. Gilberto, thanks so much. Ernesto, when we come back for our final segment, I want to talk about the great brands at EP uh, Carillo Cigars, EPC Cigars, because you started with your core line and you have expanded and you've got a line, a cigar for everyone. So, lieutenants, our Cigar Master's guest, Ernesto Perez Carillo of EP Carillo Cigar, joining us from Tabacalera de Alianza down in the Dominican Republic, and a special surprise, Gilberto Oliva of Oliva Cigars. You never know who you're going to uh, run into here on the Cigar Dave Show. Final and concluding segment is next. Want to know what's on the general's mind during the week? Interact with him anytime on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Ernesto Perez Carillo of EPC Cigar. E.P. Carillo Cigar joins us front and center from his factory down in República Dominicana. Ernesto, the first cigar that uh, E.P. Carillo Cigar launched was the E.P. Carillo Short Run in 2010. That is correct, yes. We came up with that concept in 2010, and uh, basically, you know, every year we've been doing it, it's been, uh, you know, tremendous for us. Uh, basically, it's three sizes, 1,500 boxes of, uh, of each size. Uh, 2014 was a different format, which was the inch with a uh, Corojo wrapper, Corojo 2006 wrapper. But basically, every year has been the, the same concept of the three sizes at the uh, for 1,500 boxes. Of now, each. 
Now, in uh, following year, you came out with the Ipicario Core line in both the natural and the Maduro, nice medium flavored cigars. Exactly. That was our first, you know, introduction as far as, you know, the new look for the company, the new blending style that, uh, you know, needless to say, has evolved during the, the five years that, that, that we've been doing this. And then we came out with the, uh, after that, we came out with the uh, New Wave Connecticut. Which is a beautiful, uh, mild to medium cigar anytime. Great for, for connoisseurs that want a mild flavored cigar, people that are new into cigars. It's a beautiful stick. It is. And we're doing very well with that. That's really been like a really strong workhorse with, for us as a company. Now, Ernie, also- one, of, one of my cigars that's a favorite, that's kind of a hidden gem, is the Cardinal Maduro. Beautiful stick. It is. That that cigar, I mean, that's one of my favorite uh, cigars also. And we're going to be doing that this year. As a matter of fact, we're working kind of with a repackaging of that brand because, you know, it seems like, you know, every five years or so you have to do something uh, to the brands to, you know, make it look more with the times. And I think this is something we'll be doing with this, uh, with the Carnal in the coming year. And uh, but still, it's a great seller for us. You know, it's a great brand, great cigar. And um, like you said, the Maduros is outstanding. For myself, it's it's one of my favorite Maduros that we make. Well, you every year and every brand you come out with, Ernesto, you outdo yourself. And you were revolutionary. You innovated in a very unique way at El Credito by creating the La Gloria Cubana Serie R, the first super large ring gauge size cigar. And you follow that up at E.P. Carillo Cigar with the inch. Exactly. And, you know, when people were, you know, people were always asking me, you know, when are you going to come up with a big ring gauge cigar? When are you going to be coming up? And I said to myself, you know, I don't want to do what I was doing at General or what I was doing before as with the Credito, with the CBR. I'm going to come out with, you know, big ring gauge cigars, but a different concept. And that's where, you know, the, the 64 by 6 came into play. And, you know, the 62, the 60, and now the 70. And uh, I mean, within a year, that really became our our our, our star of the of all the lines. And I'll tell you, and the inch C ninety nine with a Corojo ninety nine wrapper, out of this world, magnificent. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, you know that wrapper. As a matter of fact, that wrapper basically came into play. I would say probably about a year or two years ago, and I saw it at uh, Gus uh, at Olivas uh, down in Nicaragua, and Gus showed it to me. Uh, and I just loved it. You know, I love the color. I love the way it smokes. It's more of a reddish Colorado wrapper than the usual Habano that they use. Right. So I'm I'm happy to say that we're one of the first companies using that particular Corojo wrapper. And the E.P. Carillo cabinet, which was the March 2015 Officers Club selection, which is a very unique cigar, uses that same Corojo 99 wrapper. It's got great... It's a great balance between flavor complexity and smoothness. It is a flavor powerhouse, Ernesto, and we are getting incredible response from our members. And that EP Carillo cabinet initially launched in Europe, now available in the United States. Exactly. Yeah, we launched that in Europe back in September at the Dortmund Show. And this year we launched it here in the States, that one in the Reserva. And the cabinet is basically an old Esteli, uh, old Nicaragua, filler from Esteli, and the wrapper is the Corojo 99. So, I mean, you can see that uh, there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, interesting flavors. You know, the strength, uh, I very much enjoy the strength and the uh, 
the complexity of that of that particular blend. Ernie, we've got about a minute left, and I want to end on the La Historia, a beautiful cigar. I mentioned at the top of the show that I was fortunate enough to get some of the test blends. Uh, Ernie uh, 3, your son, uh, EP3 as I call him, he showed me the artwork early on. I was sworn to confidentiality. It is an incredible cigar at an eight and a half nine dollar price range that is back ordered you people love it you can't get it it's such an incredible cigar it is it is and um you know we uh we're trying as hard as possible to get that cigar out but that was that's something that we got to sit down dave one day when we have more time and talk about because i'm very proud of that particular cigar because that's i gotta say that's all of my kids you know the whole concept you know started with earning and lisette you know finally brought it into uh into uh I say fruition to life. Fruition, right? Right, right. And uh, I mean, I think that this other uh, cigar, I think it's one of the best cigars that we've made. I think the packaging is also very unique. Off and the really charts. Off the yeah, charts. Yeah. Ernie, and, and one, as a testament to your father, you named uh, the first size, the El Senador, the Senator, after your dad, and I think that is very fitting. Ernesto Perez Carrillo. It has been a delight to have you on as our cigar master for the entire hour. It is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much, Dave. And uh, like I said, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy, because, you know, we need all the support. We need all the support of your lieutenants, you know, and uh, just keep smoking great cigars and, and enjoying them because we- that's, what, uh, that's what we make them. You can be sure I'll do that. Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general, saying, May our humidor always be full. May our cutter always be sharp. May our ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Special thanks to Ernesto Perez Carrillo, great friend, great cigar master.